this weekend? How many can testify that that's true? Amen. Amen. And even after we left camp, it wasn't over yet. Man, there were people that went through the prayer line. They still had needs. There were people that came home. They still had needs. Amen. Sister Lily, you can say he still left the 99 for me, didn't he? Amen. As Brother Timothy comes tonight, let's just sing that again. There's no wall. Amen. Amen. Don't you know that that's absolutely true? There's nothing that could separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's sing that one more time. Help me sing it. There's no wall. There's no Savior we have. Let's just bow our heads together. Father, we come to you tonight, Lord, just looking for you to move in our lives. You to speak, Father. You to touch hearts and love. Lord, we need you. Lord, we just ask, Father, you continue to burn. May this revival continue to burn, burn out sin, unbelief. Lord, the days, Lord, of the apostles, the day of Pentecost, Lord, the things that you've done in those days are once again re be repeated in our day. We've seen it, Lord. We're looking for a continuation, Father. A God that still heals, delivers, sets free. God, we're so thankful there wasn't a wall that could stop you. There wasn't a lie that you believed. But God, you believed your word, and your word was sent forth, and it healed, and it delivered. Father, we love you with all of our hearts, God. We're thankful for every heart here today, every life you've touched, every life you've lifted up. God, we commit our lives to you, Father, and our hearts to you with everything that we have. We thank you, Lord, for the things you've done among us, for they are indeed great things. We love you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I know not everyone was able to go, but I trust you was able to stream the services. Amen. Uh, if you could just catch a portion of what was there, I, I believe you were blessed. Amen. We just had such wonderful words of life and God moving and touching and ministering. Amen. I'm so thankful to the ministry in this hour that I stand and preach the gospel. Amen. Preach healing, preach deliverance. Amen. Preach salvation, preach the Holy Ghost. Amen. I, I believe that we still believe in that. Amen. And you say, well, you know, what, what's this all about? Well, what you're seeing is a revival. It's the bride's revival. Amen. And you say, well, what about fire? Well, fire is good if you want to burn up something. 
And, you know, as looking at just quotes on fire, and Brother Branham said, we need a good God-sent revival that'll burn out sin and unbelief and every kind of thing the devil's tried to put on us. That's what we want to keep building that fire that'll burn that out. Amen. And so we're just thankful to every soul and every life that was touched. If you could turn your Bible to Proverbs 18 and verse 21. Amen. I wasn't... Uh, wasn't there, I was, well, I was there part of the time Sunday night, but ended up leaving earlier than some of the things that had happened. But as I went home, this, this uh, thought began to uh, come upon my heart, and I began to think about it and think about these things. And, and uh, tonight, we just uh, want to speak to you tonight on the light and darkness of the tongue. The light and darkness of the tongue. Amen. I believe that, uh, amen, that uh, we'll, we'll hear some things tonight that will maybe keep that revival going. Amen. Keep that, that Spirit of God moving in your heart and your life. Proverbs 18 and verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Amen. We'll let you be seated. What the scripture tonight that we've read is literally saying is the words you speak have the ability to give life to a person or to yourself or to a situation. However, they can also kill or destroy a person, a situation, or yourself or your testimony. This scripture is a simple reminder of how much your words matter. You know, out of your mouth, you have the ability to build up or tear down. You have the ability to motivate or discourage. You have the ability to lift people higher or drag them lower. Uh, you, you have the ability to inspire to greatness or to push them to mediocrity, all because of the words that have come out of your mouth. This is the life and death or the darkness and light that is in the power of the tongue. You know, Jesus would say in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 37, he says, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. So we see there's power in the tongue. There's power in the word. And, and Brother Brandon would speak many things on, on confession and profession. Amen. Of being the same thing that we must confess that God has done it before he can even do anything for us. So it's very, very important that you keep the right positive attitude towards whatever God's done for you in your life. And, and you continue to build by the words that comes out of your mouth. And, and to hold on to the fat, hold on fast to that profession. Maybe in this camp you said, I got the Holy Ghost. Well, you're going to have to hold that. Amen. You said, well, I got healed. You're going to have to hold that. Brother Brown will talk about somebody coming in the prayer line and says, you're healed. He said, but you're going to have to hold that. You'll stay healed as long as you have the faith to stay healed. Amen. And so I understand that we're sealed into the day of our redemption and those things, but amen. But still, you have to continue in the faith. Amen. You cannot let your guard down. You cannot let words begin to come out of your mouth that does not line up with the word of God. Amen. You know, you, you, you might have thoughts, you might have things, but don't let those thoughts become words because those words become actions and those actions become a life that you live. Amen. We could read in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14, see him 
that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. And on down in 10 and verse 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. doesn't matter. You say, well, Brother Timothy, what if I, I don't feel like it? It doesn't matter what you feel like. Well, you say, well, what if I don't, I don't see it? It doesn't matter what you see. Amen. You continue to profess or confess that he's the healer, he's the deliverer, he's the satisfier, he has everything I have need of, and you speak it, amen, out of your mouth until it comes to pass in your life. Amen. You know, you say, well, Brother Branham had that, that sickness in his body, and I was just reading this, amen, back before it come out, and, and he said, you know, he, he ate that pile of beans and that, that, that serving of beans and onions, and the doctor said it was going to kill him, but he began to confess that God's my healer. He began to lay there and stay there in that place, and it didn't matter if it felt it. It didn't matter if there was something happened, some chill. That didn't matter to him. What mattered is what God's word said, and he began to confess it, and he would, he would, he would eat it, and his mama was screaming and said, you're going to die. The doctor said, if you'd eat a bite, and he said, I don't care what the doctor says. I'm going to believe the word of God. I'm healed, and he would begin to profess that and confess that, and he would swallow it. He would try to come up. He'd swallow it, and he'd try to come up. How you feeling, Billy? I'm healed. How you feeling? I'm healed. He said, somebody told me I was lying. He said, no, I wasn't lying. I was only saying what God's word said. Hallelujah. The devil wants to make you think you're lying when you try to say something, but what you're saying is not your words. You're saying the word of God. You're saying what God's word said. He said I could have the Holy Ghost. He said I could be healed. He said I could be delivered. He said I am delivered. He said I am healed. He said I do have the Holy Ghost. His word has declared it. Therefore, I'm not speaking what I feel. I'm not speaking what I see. I'm speaking what God's word says and light begins to come out of your life and out of your mouth as you speak the words of God Psalms 19 and verse 14 says let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted in thy sight O Lord my strength and my redeemer 141 verse 3 set a watch O Lord before my my mouth and keep the doors of my lips Amen. So it's very important what comes out of the lips. It's very important what you say. It's very important what you speak. It's very important, amen, what you allow to be voiced in your life. Proverbs 6 and verse 2 says, Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth, and thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Thy mouth. Now, what, you know, we get so worried about what somebody else says about you. What you need to worry about what you say about yourself. What are you saying about your experience? What you saying about who you are? What are you declaring? Amen. He in Proverbs 13 and verse 3 says, He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. But he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Proverbs 15 and verse 4 says, A wholesome tongue is the tree of life. Wholesome is a health or healing. A healing tongue is the tree of life. 
You know, I, I was reading some things Brother Branham would say about thoughts, and I run across these and questions and answers. I said, Brother Branham, please explain how a person knows if he's thinking his own thoughts or if the devil is placing thoughts in his mind to make him think wrong, especially if you know you don't want to think them. Amen. So it does matter if you're wanting to think them or, or if you're dwelling on them. But if you don't want to think them, this is the answer. He said, if it's contrary to the word, it's the devil's thinking. Amen. If it's contrary to the word, it's the devil's thinking. But if it's with the word, it's God's thinking. If it's the wrong thoughts, it's the devil. So let's put it where it belongs. Amen. If a thought comes through your mind, every one of us has thoughts. Either that or we're dead. Amen. But we all have thoughts. We all have things that come through our mind. But if it's the wrong thing, it's the devil's thinking. Hallelujah. If it's good thoughts of the word and of God, it's God's thinking. The very next question, if the case may be that the devil is placing thoughts in your mind about a certain thing, how may it be I, over, I can overcome or get rid of it? He says, take the very opposite or vice versa of it. If the devil makes you think, if you know you're a Christian, if you know what God's done for you, but he tries to make you think you're not a Christian, just take the other opposite side and say, I am a Christian. Amen. As long as your experience is matching God's word, say, I am experienced and anything else the same way. You say, I'm a Christian. I'm saved. I'm delivered. I'm set free. Hallelujah. When you answer this, he said, please pray for me to overcome this as I'm not by myself. How I many can say, yes, that's true. God grant you overcoming every who you are. May your thoughts just go right back to the other side and say, I am a Christian. I am a believer. Satan, you don't have no hold on me. Come on now. Satan, I am delivered. I am set free. God done something for me. God saved me. He touched me. I know he did. But all the while, those other thoughts are trying to come through. What are you doing? You're taking them captive by the word of God. And you're saying, that's not my thoughts. That's the devil's thoughts. That's not my thinking. That's the devil's thinking. That's not who I am. That's who he is. So literally the devil trying to put a thought in your mind, he's only telling you who he is. Defeated. Bound. Going to hell. Not going to make it. Hallelujah. Amen. That is the devil's thinking. He has those thoughts every day. He deals with those thoughts every day. I have an end. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to burn in hell. God's word has said so. But you, on the other hand, you turn back to God's thinking. I've already made it. I'm already saved. I'm already delivered. I'm already set free. Satan, you have no hold on me. How many can say that tonight? Satan, you have no hold. Hey. 
Now listen to this. He says, frankly, I'm standing right here saying the same thing. To keep from fainting right here in the pulpit. That's right, five or four times. I've almost pitched over in the pulpit. That's the truth. God knows that's right. So the prophet himself was dealing with the devil's thoughts. Amen. What am I supposed to do? Well, finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Amen. See, divine healing, this is what the prophet of God said, divine healing lays at Calvary. The only thing that you can do is point to Calvary. That's where your salvation lays. You wasn't saved just five years, 10 years, 20 years ago, however long it was. You weren't saved. You were saved before the foundation of the world. He came down 1,900 years ago and Jesus died at Calvary and he took the sins of the world away. And you just accept your salvation so many years ago. But everything that God can do for both sickness and sin has already been appropriated in Calvary. The only thing that a minister can do is point you to where it's at, what God has already did for you. Listen to this. He said a man can come to the altar. He can pray all night. He can cry. He can beg. He can plead. He can walk up and down the floor. He can make restitutions. But until he believes and accepts it, he is still a sinner. For Hebrews 3 said, Jesus Christ is the high priest of our confession. Profession, the same translation. He's the high priest of our confession. He can't do nothing for you until first you confess he's already done it. But if your life is singing out the song of I'm depressed, I'm depressed. Every day that I live, I'm depressed. You may sing it for I'm depressed, I'm depressed. Every day that I live, I'm depressed. When I wake up in the morning, when I lay my head to rest, I want everybody to know I'm depressed. I am bound, I am bound. Every day that I live, I am bound. When I wake up in the morning, when I lay my head, whose thoughts are you thinking? Whose thoughts are you declaring? Whose thoughts are you speaking? The only way the devil has power over you by his thoughts is when you put them into actions or into words. He's the high priest, so you have to accept he's already done it, and he will make good anything that's included in his atonement. Oh, hallelujah. And there he was, wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Not will be, or we ought to have been. We were, past tense, already healed. God did it back there at Calvary. The only thing to do is reach for it, receive it by faith, believe it, and confess it. Brother Brandon would deal with negative testimonies. He says, if your number's called tonight, and if God reveals to your heart and speaks to you and gives you deliverance here, don't you ever have no kind of another testimony, only that he healed you. 
Because if you do, the one time you testify to the other side, the negative side, it'll come back to you worse than it ever was. That's healing. That's any kind of thing you want to put there. Amen. Whatever, depression, anxieties, fears, all those kind of things. Once you start giving testimony and actions toward that, it'll come back worse than it ever was. He said, don't you ever have a negative testimony. He said, let him that's weak say. (laughs) Amen. Just say in your heart. Say, I'm strong. Say it with your mouth. I'm strong. I've now accepted Jesus as my healer and never, ever, ever have a negative testimony anymore. Just believe it. God's under obligation to bring it to pass. Because he's the high priest of your confession to make good before the Father anything that he died for and you're confessing. See, it goes another place. Says, healing is not something you just say. Well, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. He said, that's all right. That's just the best you can do mentally. Just say, yes, I see it. I believe it. I accept it. That if you accept it on those bases, keep saying it over and over. Say it out loud. Say it over and over. Keep saying, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. Keep saying it till you actually believe it. So this works on the other side too. If you keep saying, I'm lost, I'm lost, I don't have God, then you're going to get to the point you actually believe you're lost and there's no hope for you and there's no coming back for you. You went too far. He'll take you down a long, dark path. But if you'll turn back the other way and begin to speak, I'm a child of God. God called me by name. He, I am his friend. I am his son. I am his daughter. And he'll bring you back towards the light till it becomes no more what you just say, but it is what you believe and therefore becomes who you are. Say it until you believe it. And then when you believe it, then it's going to take place. Don't have a negative testimony. Listen, the worst thing you can do to come to be prayed for is to come up and give a negative testimony. Well, Brother Timothy, I'm just going through such a dark time and I just don't know what I'm going to do. and I just don't know if I'm ever going to get, you're not ever going to get out of it. You're going to go back and you're going to be worse. Well, I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm just old and I'm tired and I'm this and I'm that. Abraham was pretty old. Anybody in here a hundred? I didn't ask if you felt like a hundred. I asked if you're a hundred. How many in here is a hundred years old? Abraham was a hundred years old when he received the promise. So I don't give any of us 90, 85, 70, 65, 50, 50, 45, 40. Don't give us any excuse. Your old age is not an excuse. Unless you allow it to be an excuse. Amen. Your situation is not an excuse. Unless you allow it to be an excuse. Come on, somebody. Amen. Abraham could have made all kinds of excuses. Amen. It's been now 25 years. How's it going to come to pass? But the scripture says he got stronger. Not weaker. He got stronger in the faith. 
He began to confess the word of God. He began to say it. It's going to happen. If it don't happen today, it's going to happen tomorrow. And if it happens tomorrow, it'll be a greater testimony than it was today. And he kept walking towards the promise. He didn't have no end date. He didn't know when it was going to be. He just knew God said so. Come on, somebody. We don't always know the end of our trials. We don't always know the end of our sickness. But we know God said so. He said I'm healed. He said I'm delivered. He said I'm a son. He said I'm a daughter. He said I'm his. I am his. Some of you already may have already walked back your testimony. Even from Sunday night. Listen, you're not always going to have bright and sunny days. You're not always going to be on a mountaintop. You're not always going to be in the just a bliss of the supernatural and things are moving. And it's, that's just not the Christian walk. We're going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We're going to walk through temptations and trials. We're going to walk through sicknesses and trials and, and problems of life and family situations. We're going to walk through them. But wherever you're walking, that does not change who God is. And that does not change his word. So in the valley of the shadow of death, I can still praise him. I can still quote his word. I can still speak the word of God. It doesn't matter if I can see it being fulfilled. It doesn't matter if I can see it happening around me. That has nothing to do with it. I know his word is true. And I'm going to stand on it. He says every time when you confess, well, I still feel bad today. You go right back to the same rut you was in the beginning. Hello, somebody. It's time to get out the ruts. Some of you have been in a rut too long. Your spiritual life's in a rut. Even some of you had thoughts, well, man, I wish I felt like them young people felt. Then I can praise him. Listen, you can praise him, Abraham. I don't care if you feel like a young person. That's an excuse. That's a crutch. <laughs> Oh my goodness, let me get back over here. There's a rut, you'll get right back into it. There's some that were prayed for last year, that this year there's back in the same rut, but it was worse. It was a deeper rut. You know why it's deeper? Because they've been digging and trying to spin out of the same rut. Spinning their wheels and spinning around, throwing this dirt there and throwing that dirt there, and it ain't going nowhere. Why? Because of their confession. And the devil bottles them up to where they can't even praise God no more. And they can't give glory to God. And he bottles them up and tightens them up so tight in their confession. I just, I can't, I can't bless nobody. I can't do nothing for nobody. And they can barely breathe. And they can barely operate. And they can barely move. Because he's got it wrapped up so tight in the words that come out of their mouth. There's not a man or woman here that's been baptized with the Holy Spirit, but what would start your confession? I believe I lost it. I believe it's gone for me, and you will go right down. 
Don't never have a negative testimony. Testify positive. Jesus healed me and I'm well. Go. You, go and re- you'll receive your healing. No matter how you're feeling, if you go feeling, well, then you're certainly going to have bad feelings. But if you get back to that, every time you have a negative testimony, every time that you look at your symptoms, you're falling right then. There's not a Christian in here, no matter how solid you are in faith right now, something happened to get a hold of you and tell you that you're not a Christian. And you start out testifying, well, I'm not a Christian no more. You drop right then. You're no more Christian anymore. That's the power of our words. As soon as you testify you're not a Christian, you drop from grace right then. You're falling. He said it's a strange saying that there's so much thought of so much thought of people they say well I'm weak my faith is not very much I'm not a very good Christian that's just what the devil wants you to say You're just talking his language right then You must never say that. Don't ever let your testimony be negative. Let it be positive all the time. I'm saved. I have God in my heart. I believe him with all my heart. Do you believe in divine healing with all my heart? Let your testimony always in your thoughts, everything. Never permit a negative thought to come in your mind if you can help it. But when it starts... Don't entertain it. Sometimes you can't help it. There's demons. You walk, you walk through the valley of shadow death. You walk into Walmart. You walk into places. There's demons all around you. And be honest with you, they're not worried about those they already got. But when light calls, it comes walking in. They realize there's something different right there. And they begin to try to bring down doubts and fears and unbelief and things. He said, when it starts, don't entertain it. Well, you say, I can't help thoughts for coming. Well, that's be like the farmer said he couldn't stop a bird from flying over his place, but he could sure stop them from roosting. You can't help thoughts when they come, but don't entertain them. Pass them on. No, sir. Jesus Christ is my Savior. All things are mine by God, and I'm going to keep them. Amen, that thought has hit some of you. You're not going to keep your joy. You're not going to keep the experience you got. But you just heard the prophet of God. You throw that down. He said, it's all things are mine by God. And I'm going to keep them. We got young people that's going to keep that experience in the Holy Ghost. We got young people that's going to keep that joy and that fire in their bones. We got older ones that among us that says, hey, don't leave me, Hal. I still got the fire of God in me. It's still burning in me, and I'm going to keep it. It'll take a stronger wind than this. It'll take something greater than this to blow it out. Hallelujah. I'm not here to blow out any fire. I'm here to add to the fire. Just keep waving, saying, come on, we can have more deliverance. We can have more of the supernatural. We can have more of the healing power of Almighty God. We can have more of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't no spiritual fire extinguisher. And if you are, this ain't a good service for you to be in. Because there's a fire burning here that ain't no fire extinguisher going to put out. 
God can only bless you as you confess he's already done it. He's the high priest of our confession. He can only do for us as we accept it, believe it, and confess it. Remember, he can never do nothing for you until you first say he's done it. Man. And believe him and accept it and testify. He's the high priest of our what? Confession. So when your confession goes forth, he's at the right hand of the Father and making intercession upon your confession. And he'll make it come to pass. God will make your body obey your confession. What the prophet of God said, and who is God? God will make your body come to your confession. If you say you're a drunkard and want to drink, don't worry. You'll soon be one. Hello. If you say you're a sinner and want to sin, don't worry. You'll be right in it. But if you say you're a Christian, believe it all along, God will bring it to pass. Your testimony will bring you right into it. If you believe in healing and believe that God has healed you and confess it, God will make your body obey your confession. For he is the high priest of your confession, sitting at the right hand of the Father, now making, now with his own blood to make intercessions upon any confession, on anything that he ever died for. You said you go out of this building and testify you're saved. What if you go out of this building and say, well, I don't know, then you're not saved. God will make your body obey your confession. He's the high priest. Let's use some of the words of God tonight. Y'all ready? Philemon 1 6 says that the communication of thy faith may be may become effectual by the acknowledging, by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So you have to acknowledge who he is. You have to speak the word of God. Do you always feel like it? No. Do you always feel victorious? Nope. Do you always feel like you do after you come out of a camp meeting? Nope. That don't mean his words changed. You always have good thoughts? <laughs> no. There ain't a person in this, ha- this building. I dare say they could raise their hands that they always have good thoughts. There ain't a preacher in this building. They can raise their hands and say, I always have good thoughts. How many believe they got the Holy Ghost? But they don't always have good thoughts. But when that thought comes, they'll recognize what it is. The Holy Ghost, that little, that little radar on the inside, begin to go beep, 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 wrong thought. That's not me. That's not who I am. That's not you either. That's the devil. That's who it is. He's trying to put, you, listen, you would not believe the thoughts that comes to a man's mind when he's praying for the sick and prayer lines. Oh, they're so victorious and they're shouting, they're praying. And you would not believe the thoughts you got to cast down. The things that are going through your mind, you think, well, I'm the only one. I'm the, no, you're not the only one. That's the devil's thoughts. He likes to make you think you're the only one. He likes to make you think you're the only one that's not, not going to make it. Out of this whole church, you're the only one that's not going to make it. That's the devil's thoughts. 
So let's hear what the word of God says. I'm saved and I belong to God. I'm forgiven. I'm redeemed. I'm justified. I'm bought. I'm purchased. My body is his temple. Hallelujah. Is there anybody else wants to confess some of these things? I have eternal life. I have access to God. I'm inseparable from Christ. Because I'm in Christ and Christ is in me. I'm more than a conqueror. Do we have any in the building tonight? I'm more than a conqueror. He will renew my strength. I have value in God's eyes. I am the apple of his eye. I'm accepted in Christ. God will meet my needs. I made the right, I made of the righteousness of God. I'm loved by God and he cares for me. Hallelujah. Amen. A lot of you may have faced a lot of rejection in your life. Amen. Your husband may have rejected your wife or father, mother, all kind of things been rejected. But one person that's never rejected you is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He gave you a place in his kingdom. He gave you a place in his ta- at his table. He has prepared for me a banquet. He cares for me. I am an overcomer. The Lord is my strength. He is my deliverer. He will strengthen me. He's my defense. He's my refuge. He's my peace. He's my mediator. He will work all things. Can you say all things? All things for my good. I am his workmanship. He will complete me. I have a sound mind. I'm in the body of Christ. I'm needed. Let's just get that straight, devil. Every one of these people in this church is needed. So that little imp been sitting on your shoulder and saying, ah, you just leave. Nobody would even know. Nobody would even care. Probably wouldn't even get a phone call, text, email, Facebook app, nothing. I'm Sister Invisible. Nobody cares. (laughs) You got that wrong. You're Sister Invincible. I am a part of the body of Christ. I am needed. Say it. Say it like you mean it. We cannot fight this battle without you. Amen. What what is a church with just ministry up here? We got to have you. You are needed, every one of you. I don't care if you feel like you're the lowest on the totem pole. You're still needed. I don't care if you feel like you're the skin on the bottom of the feet. You're still needed. Try walking without any skin on the bottom of your feet. You're needed. Every part's needed. Fingers, hands, toes. Every part is needed. I mean, it's part of the body of Christ. Is that your confession? So if you're the skin on the bottom of his feet and that foot goes down, every devil 
Why don't you tell him every devil, sickness devil, torment spirits, every devil is under me. If I'm the lowest, he's still under me. If nobody cares about me, he's still under me. If nobody calls me, the devil's still under me. Every part is needed. He's mine. He's my shepherd, and I'm his sheep. He loads me daily with benefits. He brought me abundant life. He wants and desires my fellowship. Hello, somebody. God wants to hear from you. He's my sufficiency. He will never, say that never, never. tricked you, overload you. <laughs> I feel so overloaded. No, you ain't got the straw that's going to break your back. It don't exist in the kingdom of God. He knows what you can handle. He knows the temptation you can handle. And you'll make a way of escape. He will keep me. <laughs> I have living water. Are you here? tired of hearing about your benefits yet? <laughs> I am his friend. Hello, somebody. So that means if you ain't got a friend, you're lying to yourself. Maybe people act like they ain't your friend. I never get invited. Why don't you start inviting? That was free. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never, I never get, I never get to go anywhere, Brother Timothy. I never get. Nobody, nobody ever checks on me. But he's my friend. That changes the whole feeling, don't it? <laughs> Maybe Brother Timothy don't act like my friend, or Brother Joe, or this and that, Brother Aaron, or Brother Tim, or the deacons. Nobody acts like my friend, but he's my friend. And I want you to understand something. If he's your friend, we're your friend. That's the devil lying to you. I'm his friend. I'm his branch. I will bear fruit. Hello? You will bear fruit. I am in Christ. I am one spirit with him. I am complete with him. He is my high priest. He's the author and finisher of my faith. He is not ashamed of me. Oh, that's a good one. He is my brother. He is my healer. He hears my prayers. And he answers my prayers. The Lord is my help. He is my peace provider. He is my help in the time of trouble. He will comfort me. His grace is sufficient. He will never leave me nor forsake me. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, this is better than getting up in the morning and listening to Fox News or looking at Fox News. Amen. Or turning on the newspaper. <laughs> Listen to all the nonsense that's going on in this world. What you start ought to start listening to is a voice. I hear a sound from another dimension. I hear a call from another place. And it's calling my name. 
sin has no dominion over me. I have been quickened from the dead. I am an heir of God. I have an inheritance. Well, that's something to rejoice about. How many believe you got inheritance? Now, your daddy and your mama may not leave you much, but he's left you everything. No weapon formed against me will prosper because God wants me to prosper. God sends trials. God sent trials are for my good. Therefore, I'm blessed, I'm happy, and I'm blameless in him. Here's a good right here. Here's a real good confession to start making. I can forgive others. I don't have to avenge myself because Christ died for me. It's in the word. You can forgive others. Forgiveness is there. If you don't forgive them, they're not the ones that's a prisoner anyway. You are bound by your own words. You're breathing out threatenings and you're breathing, I ain't never going to have dinner with him. I ain't never going to do nothing. And you're the one sitting there bound. Why don't you get tired of that bound, feeling evil spirit on you? Rebuke it. Say, I can forgive. I can let it go. I have assurance he will keep me. If I fall and make a mistake, I will get up. Because <laughs> I am called, I am chosen and faithful. I belong to a priesthood. I'm a written epistle. I can do what I need to do through Christ. I can ask in his name. And if I submit and resist the devil, he will flee from me. And when I overcome, I inherit all things. <laughs> I heard a song today that says that the heaven is going to be worth the journey you're on. It's going to be worth it all. Amen. Because he will change my body. He will, he will never leave me. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. He will preserve me. He will hold me by his right hand and help me. I am delivered from my enemies. I have help in trouble. I'm delivered out of trouble. He will deliver me from sickness and affliction. I have divine guidance. I have divine protection. This is all in the word. Start using the word of God against the Satan's thoughts. Turn to the word. You'll never deliver me. I'll never be delivered. I have help in trouble. And I'm delivered from this. You just think you are. I'm delivered. You just hope you are. I'm delivered. <laughs> you just thought there was something happened there. I'm delivered. I know I'm delivered. I met God for myself. And I'm going to sing his praises. I'm going to stop singing the song of, of the world and the song of the Satan's kingdom and the doubts and confusion. Oh, I'm quit singing it all. I'll start singing. He hath delivered me. My sins have been washed from his memory. 
by the blood of the Lamb of Calvary, he hath forgiven me. Quit singing the mother songs. <laughs> well, I'm bound for the nursing home. I'm bound for the nursing home. Oh, who's going to come and see me? I'm bound for the nursing home. Quit singing those songs. <laughs> Go back to what it was sent for. I'm bound for the promised land. I'm bound for the promised land. Oh, who's going to come and go with me? Hallelujah. I'm bound to have a great service. I'm going to have a great service. Oh, who's going to come and join in with me? I'm bound to have a great service. singing the songs of victory. Why'd you see them all up here? Because they were singing the songs of victory. If you knew what I know, if you saw what I saw, if you see what God has done for me, and if you allow him to do it for you, you'll be dancing too. You'll be shouting too. There'll be a song of Zion in your lips. He will deliver me. I have divine guidance. I have divine protection. He makes me dwell in safety. And I will lay down in peace and sleep. Hello, somebody. Some of y'all been struggling to get rest because of all the anxiety. The word of God says you'll lay down in peace and sleep. He giveth his beloved sleep. When thou liest down in thy sleep, it shall be sweet. I'm an attribute of God. God has predestinated me to this age. No one can take my place. Hallelujah. I came from the mind of God. I am a growing Christian. His presence is with me. I have his presence when I feel nothing. Hello, somebody. I have his presence even when I feel nothing. Oh, I felt the presence of God there. When you don't feel it, that don't mean his presence is not there. Because that's a, that's a proven case. Because you can have people sitting on the same pew. One, the presence of God. They're all around in the presence of God there. One's responding to it, and one's sitting there like nothing's going on. I have his presence when I feel nothing. I will not fear cancer because he rejoices over me. I am the object of his love. I bring God pleasure and I belong to his kingdom. I will not fear failure. I'm a part of a glorious church. I won't hold grudges. Uh Uh-oh, I won't hold grudges. I must and will have perfect love. I will love like Jesus loves. 
I am a vessel of mercy prepared in the glory. I am a child of God and my angel is always, can you say always, always with me. If God be for me, who can be against me? Oh my. Heaven is my home. The rapture is for me. The marriage supper is for me. The millennium is for me. The holy city is my future home. And when there is no more devil, I still will be. When there is no more sickness, when there's no more fear, when there's no more anxiety, and there's no more peer pressure, and there's no more torment thoughts, and torment spirits, and tormentors of any kind, I still will be. I'll be shouting on the hills of glory. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Are you ready to put the words in your mouth? The word of God, cast down every thought. Cast down all the reasons and all the things. Cast them down and say, God, I believe your word. I believe you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on. And if a thought comes over my head, it's not going to roost there because I got to a double barrel shotgun. The Old and New Testament. And I'm going to reach in there and I'm going to grab a promise. And I'm going to blow that thought out of the air. And say, it ain't me, devil. That's your thought. That ain't who I am. That's who you are. I'm a son or daughter of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So right now, I want you to lift your hands and lift your voices. And start praising the King of Kings. Let his word come out of your mouth. Keep saying it till you get it. Till it strike your heart and say, God, you're my God. You're not just my father's God. You're not just my mama's God. You're my God. I'm going to walk in victory. I'm going to walk in faith. I'm going to walk in peace. I'm going to have a good night's rest. I'm going to have the things of God. Every promise in the book is mine. I'm not leaving a hook behind. I'm going on with all my promises. I'm not leaving one of them unfulfilled. I'm going to fulfill what God has ordained for me to fulfill. Heaven is my home. The rapture is mine. Put the words of God in your mouth and go to speaking it. Cast down that stinking devil of fear. Tell you what, when all this dies down, you're going to go right back. I can't go back. I won't go back. Because Jesus came and he saved me. He picked me up. Amen, musicians can come. He picked me up. He changed the path that I was on. He changed the way I was going. And he turned me around. Hallelujah. Start putting the promises of God on your lips. 
You're going to commit suicide. No, I'm not. That's not who I am, devil. That's who you are. You don't have any faith. Yes, I do. That's you, devil. You don't have no faith. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. What about you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? I said, who are you? Who are you? Who is the devil? Defeated, whipped, driven out of our lives, under our feet. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we love you. Father, we praise you. We lift you up, God. You're not just a God of history, but we have saw you move many mighty miracles in our midst. Healings and deliverance and things have taken place. Some of them we ain't even seen yet, but we know they're on the road. Hallelujah. It's coming down that dusty road. The promise is coming down. It's moving right in our lives. Oh, God. The rapture's moving right towards us. Change of the body's moving right towards us. Amen. We're going to cast down every evil thought, every evil thing, and we're going to serve God with everything that we got. We're going to lay aside our old ways of life and old things, God. There's so many young people that surrendered so much, but God, may they keep the word of God on their lips and say, I am a child of God. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. I belong to Jesus. I never did belong to that devil. He put me in a pawn shop, but my God came and paid the price, and he brought me out, and he said, me on a rock, a revelation of who I am and who he is and therefore I'm delivered I'm set free, I'm not going back, I'm not going back who I was, I'm not going back to where I was, I'm not going back in that fear, I'm not going back in that anxiety, I'm not going back to those places, I'm going on with Jesus I'm walking with him we love you Father we praise you Almighty God there's truly none like you. We bless the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Brother Mike, go ahead. Yeah. 
every praise is to our God. 